0: Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 43, Out to Launch. So this is the one where they're going to visit their own star in space. Even though it's not really a star, but... And Dr. D wants to make hand puppets, and he wants to place them on the moon.
0: And then Candace has got her own story going on with this... Dance where the girl asks the guy to the dance, and she's trying to work up the nerve to do it.
1: The, moon. <laughs> the title
0: of this episode was Out to Launch, which of course is a play on Out to Lunch. Nothing more to it than that, just a simple pun. The formula for this episode is a 7.5. Missing out of it was uh, Isabella asking, what you doing? Because of the point where she would have said, what you doing? And the music was playing that's normally playing behind her. Instead, she...
1: It's like her little theme song.
0: Yes. It says she started to ask Phineas to this dance and then didn't get around to it. And
1: that's kind of where you see like, more that Phineas is the clueless ma- male character in this story.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: There's a lot of those characters, in usually these stories.
0: There was no jingle in this episode. And instead of saying, oh, there you are, Perry... Phineas said, "Hey Perry, where you been?" But there were some other elements. There are some recurring gags. Maybe the most recurring gags we've had so far. We identified a new recurring gag:
1: when Doctor D or someone says, "Oh come on."
0: Right. So I know that's happened a few times. Um, but when did it happen in this episode?
1: Um, when the astronaut that had nothing to do with the story but still got added. He was trying to park his spaceship and things kept getting in the way like one well, for example the family car right, but then but, an alien
0: right exactly and uh, then we had the it wasn't the aren't you a little young too but it did have the rejoinder the yes yes we are when candace said
1: does the suit make my butt look bad? And yes, perry said, yes yes it does yeah
0: yes it, yes it does perry oh no that's phineas <laughs> the problem is they both start with p <laughs>
1: animal and what's a human
0: one's a word that starts with p the other is another word that starts with p yeah i also like the part where when she forces the air into her hands she's like well at least this is better and it's just right then you immediately see like oh here's how the two parts of the episode are going to connect because I didn't we got see that we got a little bit of
1: i didn't see that i just thought it was either that or a big butt
0: like we see we once again got a part of Dr. Doofenshmirtz's backstory As he used to make finger puppets Hand puppets And then there was a guy that came along Named Hans He had huge hands That's why we called him Huge hands Hans Hans <laughs> And we had some elevator music Although it wasn't elevator It was the music that was playing In the background of the mall Just that brief scene when candace was describing what she
1: was basically explaining to stacy this what might happen if I ask jeremy out
0: right but we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves there we've already almost spoiled two of our top 5s uh, but we we need to need to be careful
1: i can't even tell what my top 5 are on my page i have 16 running down 16 that's
0: quite a lot we had two songs in this episode the first one was a very mellow Sort of uh, like a light jazz kind of thing. Let's take a rocket ship to space.
1: Even though they were blowing up spaceships.
0: Let's take a rocket ship to space. Look. no, it's a real swinging place. One of the things I liked in that song is there's this point where they're playing strings violins. And there's a part where they're playing it pizzicato where they're plucking the strings. Plunk. And there in the animation, it shows the Fireside Girls are the ones playing the violins. And sure enough, they're plucking their violins. So that's pretty cool.
1: That was me humming it.
0: The other song was the Shooting Star Milkshake Bar, a much more up-tempo number. Callie's going to sing a little bit of it for us. No. No?
1: Because I don't remember it, so...
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Ferb can sing it.
0: No, Ferb's also not going to sing it. I only part I remember about it is, well, it shows Phineas and Ferb there. They've redone the milkshake bar, and they're, like, mixing sh- drinks. And I feel like that's supposed to be a play, like, on, I think it's called Cocktail? Tom Cruise movie from, like, the late 80s?
1: Actually, um, I've done that before. Fun fact. Um,
0: made a cocktail?
1: No. When I was um, sick, once upon a time, before all of this, I didn't, I wasn't st- sick with the sickness. No, I was sick with... I don't remember, but I was sick. So I got water, I had ice, I put it in my cup, and I was like, I don't know, nine? I took it out and started shaking it so it would get cold so I could drink it.
0: Yeah, well that's the whole point of a shaker, is to, is to mix it all up so everything Except it gets cold. Right. Uh, so I think that might have been a play on that scene in that movie, but the line that I remember from that song is when they say you gotta shake, 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 shake your asteroid, which is
1: close. Gotta be
0: right on the line. Again, were this Animaniacs, surely that would have been a place where Yako, Good night everybody. Yeah, Yakko would have looked at the screen and said Good night, everybody.
1: Yeah, I caught that right away. I wouldn't have caught that if I was if we were recording this like two years ago.
0: So just I want to make a couple of other Comments on different things that I noticed in the episode early on when Lawrence is giving out the
1: or the dad if you didn't know who Lawrence was so.
0: right the star he's bought a star for the kids that was something that was
1: it I wasn't, want a star
0: it wasn't new at this point because um, this was this episode was made in like 2008 or nine I remember first hearing about these things maybe back in the mid 90s where you could for like 50 bucks. You could name a star after somebody, which
1: does that still exist today?
0: I thought it was kind of a neat thing, and I suggested it to my wife, and she's like, "What am I supposed to do with that?" <laughs> like, okay, so I won't spend fifty bucks on that. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of st- the thing is there's so many stars in the catalog that don't have names; they just have numerical designations. I and still so, want
1: one named after me. Well,
0: we'll have to we'll have to look that up. Yay. Another thing, I wanted to make an observation on I liked the reference when he said Danville, we have a problem. What's that a reference to, Callie?
1: Um that's a reference to Houston, we have a problem.
0: And what's that from? What's that saying? That phrase, Houston, we have a problem from. Any idea? No. It's from the space program because the uh, NASA, the space center was was centered on Houston. It was in Houston rather. And so When they were talking to the ground, when they were up in space in the space shuttle, they would they would say Houston, because they were calling Houston. And then when they had a problem, they'd (laughs) say Houston.
1: Houston. They'd
0: say Houston, we have a problem. Uh, One other reference I wanted to point out.
1: I just picture like this, like astronaut that was like Houston, and then a guy named Houston was like, yeah.
0: The final point is the couple of Star Wars references. In the middle when they first started flying through the asteroid field, the music changed to be much more orchestral, much more like Star Wars music. I mean, it wasn't Star Wars music, but it was very similar, similar to the music that was playing when they're flying through the asteroid field in Empire Strikes Back. And then Ferb's uh, Phineas said, just like Beggar's Canyon back home, which is a, a quote from Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. And then, of course, when Perry gets trapped by Dr. Doofenshmirtz.
1: You were about to say Fanny I you?
0: was, and then I was going to change it to Ferb, and then that was also wrong. Uh, he's Basically, he's been trapped in an ice cube tray, but it's being handled like the carbonite that Han Solo was trapped in, also in Empire Strikes Back. So there's your Star Wars references for this episode. In a few episodes, early on in Season 2, there's one with a ton, a ton more Star Wars references. Original, original series, Star Wars.
1: Was it the movie? Because there's an episode dedicated to Star Wars. (laughs) What?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's that one, too. No, I was talking about um, Meep. The Chronicles of Meep has lots of Star Wars references. And then, several years later, they actually make a Star Wars. I forgot about the Star Wars episode altogether. That's the obvious one that has lots of Star Wars
1: references. I, I watched that more than me. I
0: forget that those exist, the Star Wars and the um, the Marvel one and is there another one? Anyway. Well, we have belabored things long enough. This is a double length episode, and it is one of the better episodes that we have seen. I've seen this one a lot, but that doesn't mean we can't have top five top five answers on the board. Who's going first, Callie?
1: That was a explosion, but I'll go first. Okay. Um it's when Dutch Mertz sees that there's another spaceship in space. This is my number five, by the way. He says, Why are there so many people in space? Yes. Why are there so many people in space?
0: It is very coincidental. It's conveniently coincidental that everybody ends up in space all at the same time.
1: Thank like you. Perry
0: needs to be in space right when he needs he- Yeah. But that's cartoon for you. It's cartoon logic.
1: Maybe. Major Monogram and Phineas and Ferb are teaming up together and Perry doesn't know. (gasps) Conspiracy?
0: It seems unlikely. My number five is at the end of the episode when uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz's giant robot has been battered by the asteroids. He says, I'm going to need a jump start. And then the rocket ship of Candace's that had been landed that Linda restarted when she started up her car... And it took off, crashed into it, and knocked out the bottom half of the robot. It's like, well, I guess it won't help now.
1: <laughs> and then at the end, like at the credits, they, they see an asteroid coming down from space. But it's actually Dr. D in his that's and inside his robot, like, coming down from space as an asteroid. Garcia, apparently the platypus, and you too, you chance on My number four is is when Phineas is explaining to Candace, like, okay, negative the ground. And then Candace says, what ground? We're in space. And then I like how she says, why do they call it ground? Why don't they just call it metal? That's what I say, usually.
0: Now here's a funny story about that. So early on, they're trying to jumpstart the ship, and they go and plug it into the family car's battery. And so Phineas says... Positive to positive, negative to ground. And then later in the episode, again, they're telling Candace the same thing. Positive to positive, negative to ground. And then there's Callie's line. But that has been a very useful bit of information. When I was younger. In space. When I was younger. uh, This episode came out when I was 30-ish. But when I was younger, I uh, had to jumpstart cars before. I could never remember what order to connect them. And I know it, it doesn't always matter like a ton, uh, like the order you go necessarily. But now, thanks to Phineas and Ferb, I always know how to jumpstart a car correctly. The more you know.
1: Since my memory is terrible, I probably won't remember that.
0: Positive to positive, negative to ground. All right, my number four. Early on in the episode, when... We, it looks like it's an actual scene that we learned that's actually uh, Candace imagining things. She says she goes up to Jeremy and says, I didn't will think you, it was a scene. Will you, will you come me, with me to the whatever whatever dance? He turns around and he's like, With you? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. And that's just so funny the way he said that. And then, of course, the whole planet blows up to which Stacy says, "That's kind of a worst case scenario, isn't it? And we hear that a couple of more times, that line. That's kind of a worst-case scenario. I like that line. I have used that line a number of times.
1: My number three is um, when Phineas and Ferb come out in their spacesuits, they start walking really slow, and there's smoke behind them and everything. And then Isabella comes up to them and says, Why are you walking so slow? And then Phineas says, Dramatic Effect.
0: And, of course, that is a common thing. There have been astronaut movies. And I think that's what it goes back to, that maybe maybe the right stuff which is an early 80s movie. They did and it the shows exact them, right And stuff. it shows them walking because, you know, it's dramatic. Like when it shows them walking in slow motion. And now we do see that effect uh, more and more. I was thinking there's one of the Marvel movies where, maybe it's Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're walking in slow motion and they take... Anyway, I see it a lot. And now it's played more for comedic effect than for dramatic effect. But uh, Phineas and Ferb here are calling it before it became cool. My number three is during the let's take a rocket ship to space. Let's take a rocket ship to space. And over and over they've got their drawing board, it's labeled as such. And they try they try out their test flight and the rocket crashes. And here they have live action of an actual rocket crash, which is I think the first time we've seen live action scenes since the first couple episodes. And so the first time they changes one of the variables that said M3, M sub 3 to M sub 2, then it crashes. He changes it again to M1, and it crashes. And he goes to change it again, and this time Ferb points out something different. And we see that actually the formula that they have been working out, they're What's trying the to make it be like this? equal to the square root of a bomb. And so he changes the bomb to a smiley face, and then it works just fine.
1: I thought that part was funny. My number two is is when Phineas is trying to talk to Candace while they're in hers Candace is in their spaceship and Phineas is trying to talk to her in their spaceship. She and he's trying to explain everything will be okay. They'll talk they'll, and and then Candace says I can't hear you! My cheeks are covering my ears You were yawning while I said that, so you almost yawned and laughed.
0: I thought about I thought about writing that down, but I knew there were gonna be so many that it probably wouldn't make the cut.
1: Again, I have 16.
0: For that matter, the one where she said, what ground, we're in space, that was on my short list, and I had to cut it to get down to my top five. My number two, I'm just going to put it, make it real short and sweet. Tongue punch. <laughs> and they walk into that milkshake bar, and the alien opens his mouth, and a, his tongue has got a fist on it, and it punches the other guy. Very unexpected. I laughed. I laughed out loud. All right, Callie. Number one.
1: My number one was when the spaceship dudes, like I mentioned before, were trying to park their spaceship. And they said, it's bad enough that it happens on Earth now space because the family car was parked in their spot.
0: So my number one is after Candace is talking to the strange alien with the three eyes that has that is also worried about inviting somebody out to a dance. And she's like, No, just invite her. I'm sure she'll say yes. And then he does. And he, we find out that the person he's wanting to ask <laughs> is actually on his back. And then she's like, I I was been waiting for you to ask. I was gonna have to go with you whether you asked or not. And then Phineas walks up and is like, Well, Candace. And she's like, Oh, all right, big lesson. I guess I learned that it wouldn't be so hard to ask Jeremy out if he was growing out of the back of my head.
1: And then she walks away. And that's when it's like when Phineas asks, you think, oh, he's asking, he's teaching her a lesson to go ask out Jeremy. That is
0: exactly what it sounded like, yes.
1: And then then he says, I just wanted to know if she liked the smoothie.
0: Right. So that was a nice follow up joke right behind that. Well, excellent episode.
1: Ten out of ten.
0: But it definitely one of the one of the keepers from the season. But that brings an end to it for this episode, uh, as usual. If you want to get a hold of Callie or myself, the way to do that is to send us an email. The email address to send it to is
1: Callie and dad at gmail.com
0: And after Phineas and Ferb built a rocket ship, I mean two ships, and flew out into space and completely redid an entire milkshake bar out in space.
1: I mean, I could do a milkshake bar, but build a rocket ship.
0: And then the battery died, and they were trying to figure out a way to fix it. Candace suggested that they should just be able to cobble something together out of spare parts. And Ferb objected to this idea by saying, Candace, we are just kids.